Hi, I'm Chris Chicken Shepherd. I've been shipping in chickens for over 15 years. And now, due to COVID, my chickens are cleaner than ever. Each chicken's beak has been individually wiped and feathers cleaned with anti-max soap, leaving a hygienic shine for you to enjoy. If you want chicken, please contact me, Chris.ChickenShepherd at LycosHome.com. Think chicken, think Chris Chicken Shepherd. Hello, I'm Dan Reeves, and welcome to Very Important, Very Serious, the podcast where we take a deep dive into a wonderful world of nonsense to see what treasures it can throw up for us. I like the name Rudyard. Rudyard Kipling. It's a good word. That's a good name for a cake maker. What? Ah, no, that's Mr. Kipling. No, it's Rudyard Kipling. Who's Rudyard? Well, he made the cakes. Rudyard. Yeah. I feel very, very... Do you know what we need? The one thing we haven't got is a a banner that just hangs down here. Not now. All right. Joining me today, laying splayed and yearning to be paid, it's the town crier's therapist, it's Adam Furman. Oh, knees up curly brown, knees up curly brown, under the table you must go, e-i-e-i-e-i-o. If I catch you bending, I'll saw your legs right off. So knees up, knees up, never get a breeze up, knees up curly brown. Brown, brown. Thank you very much, sir. It's a pleasure to be back on the show once again. Thank you. That brought me straight back home. I mean, how long has it been since we last did the show? It's been February was the last episode. Feb. Yeah. Not Feb. February. We're going to abbreviate Feb. that. We're Feb. back to Feb. Yeah. And what's the temp at the moment? Have we got a temp gun back there that we can read the temp? Chris actually has, has a oh. laser temperature monitor due to COVID. And he's going to shine it through the glass. Does it work or does it, refra- it yeah. probably refracts through the glass? Oh, yeah. That's very good. What's his what? temp? A whopping 22 and a half degrees. 22.5. definitely cool down. Can we I'm, do the back I'm, of my neck? I'm really hot. Yeah, you are. How am, I, how am I looking? Adam's 16 degrees. Yeah, ice cold. That's. I'm sure that's clinically dead. No. Just, that's just, very low. No, no. Temperature should be around 30-something. I'm cold-blooded. Um, we have been away for a long time, um, so a big welcome back. Well, yeah. Now, we should probably talk about the current situation. Lots of things have changed across the world since we were last recording. Mm. And usually on this show, we wouldn't go into detail um, about something like this, but I'm going to make an exception because I think we need to address it. Waitrose have released a new type of yum-yum. It's a normal yum-yum, but filled with raspberry jam. Mm -hmm. It's blown my mind. Wow. I've got got them here. You haven't. I have. I mean... They're unreal. They're brand new. I hadn't had a yum-yum until you introduced me to them about a year ago now. I'm very excited. Have one of these. The last time we had one of these was at a house party. I yeah. got so into them that I had six just on one night. Exactly. And then they followed a trail of them to our bedroom yeah. uh, to find me the next day where I was comatized uh, with yum yums all over my face. Um, this has raspberry. It has raspberry jam. Okay. In it. I'm going to have a bite. But if you look at it, look for the puncture wound where they've injected the jam. Mine's this side. Oh, yes. And take yeah. a bite from that side because the jam doesn't go all the Would way through. Would it be through. like a syringe? It's a jam syringe. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get any jam. I didn't get any jam either. Do another bite. Okay, hang on. It's a lot of sugar. Mm. <laughs> Again. Um, okay, now I've hit jam central. So, don't spill that. Um, well, it's very hard to... Um, tell me when you're done. <clears throat> There's a lot there. That's an awful sound. Yeah, I'm really trying to get Can you this. do it off the mic? I'm also covered in jam. Um, okay. Okay. Good lockdown? Yeah, and you? Yeah, good. Joe Wicks yoga mat, yeah, you. Yeah, not bad, and you. Oh, yeah, Zoom call, yeah, you. Oh, Zoom call, oh, roundhouse oh. party, and you, yeah, oh, you. Banana bread maker, you. Oh, yeah, you, running at home, yeah, you. Oh, yeah, good lockdown, you. Oh, suntanning in the garden, and you, yeah, me. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, you. Mm. I took it easy, yeah, you. Oh, I just chilled out, yeah, and you. Oh, Joe Wicks, yeah, you. Oh, I locked myself in the room seven months, and you. Oh, baking back to back, yeah, you. Oh, back and bake. Yes, please, mister. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Okay. You were super excited about the show, so much so that you sent me uh, You sent me a voice note. It sounded a bit like this. I woke up this morning like it was Christmas morning, mate. I, uh, I realised the podcast was coming back in three days, uh, and I literally just sat up wide-eyed, like Santa had been. Um, I think I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to get a little calendar, mate. Very important, very serious calendar. Uh, I have a little chocolate every morning with either mine or your face on. Yeah, that was me at nine, level nine. Can you hear the excitement yeah, in the voice? Yeah, I was so very excited, excited, very excited there. I, I've, I've realised that um, I've touched the base of the seat here and there is now a, fa- a handprint of jam. Um, and and I, I'm, I'm sorry, this I'm going to clean up. This is not the first time you've no. ruined the seat as well. No, I, I, you, you already preempted, saying, look, please don't knock the table as you move in. No. Um, I have my, uh, my medicine here. I'm going to just... You have your medicine. Light. Talking of medicine, okay. I reached a new high in my life last night. I bathed in brandy. You're being literal, aren't you? I took a bath in brandy. Mm. Brandy and ginger, to be precise. It was absolutely fantastic. But the process of making this bath, drawing the bath, putting the ginger in, and then just standing there, semi-nude, pouring brandy into a bath, is very, very empowering. I just felt like some sort of Roman emperor. Yeah, you sent me a video of that. And the when you say ginger and brandy, yeah. you could be confused that it's like a mixture no you've actually got mm, root separate ginger and yeah, you've yeah. thrown it in and it looks like you might have dispensed a log into the bathroom in low light the floating ginger in the bath yeah. looked somewhat like feces mm. and again i don't take baths often so you know it put me off not to be graphic but yeah. it isn't something that favors the male genitalia Mm-mm. And no. I, I think when I was in the bath, I just yearned for some sort of almost Hollywood-style coating of bubbles yes. that could be there to obscure so my you, lower body so yeah. I don't have to see, yeah, that. A bollock lily pad. It looks weird. It looks like a floating chestnut. Yeah. Um, talk me through how you wash. What, generally? Day-to-day in the shower. Uh, the process. Okay. Well, I have a tote bag that's filled with my condiments, my shower condiments. So I have a shampoo and conditioner in there. Yeah. I open up the shower. I put in the condiments first. I run the water. Mm. Um, I then get into the shower. Does the condiment bag, where does that condiment bag live? Does it, that live with you in your room? Yeah, it's in my room. So you, okay. So almost like a shower block at a campsite. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I always walk into the shower like that. Uh, I don't like to think that maybe someone else is pinching my shampoo or conditioner. Mm. Uh, and, then I'll, and then I'll start to wash. And yep. uh, yeah, you know, I scrub myself down. I do my face, my hair. Mm. Always washing the shower, uh, the hair. I want to make sure that that, that that's clean. Yeah. Um, and then uh, usually in our shower, actually, it fills up to about waistline, and then you know it's good to get out, and that's after ten minutes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, so that so that's washing your legs for you without yeah. you even trying. I live with four girls, and their hair is constantly blocking up the drain. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to declog. Um, you've been back home at your parents' house, haven't you? I have. Yes. And uh, you've been talking to me about there's a certain oddity surrounding your parents' house. Yeah, it's like somewhere that's been preserved in time for the last 15 years. Um, <laughs> there is the shades of um, modern living, yeah. uh, but the majority of it is still time walked back to the uh, late 80s, early 90s. And we've got some, um, I mean, uh, the family bedroom, yeah. uh, mum and dad's bedroom, is a four-poster peach uh, bed. <laughs> uh, we have a peach valance on that bed. Uh, yeah. There is a 
a television just hidden in a little box above yeah. mum's mom, um, vanity. Why is it makeup. in the box? Well, it's got two foldable doors that open up. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know, it, I, I think it was a trend at one point, but the, the, t- the TV is, is um, probably about... It's a tiny little square. It's 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 not a flat screen. Is it an number. Alba? It's, it's an Al. It's a, yeah. It's an Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, yes. yeah. And it had a videotape in there when I opened up the box. So it was it's a combi covered in dust. Um, but generally speaking, it's a very yeah. The house is vintage. Uh, it's like a time capsule, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's. I mean, and my my dad's bathroom has got preserved uh, aftershaves from about fifteen years. Uh, I think Paco Rabanne is one of them. Um, Eternity by Calvin Klein. All yeah. of these, I, I think they're probably obsolete now. Um, I've smelled them. They smell like a vinaigrette. Um, why haven't they just got rid of these things and why haven't they changed it? Uh, it's a good question. I, I, I really, I, I'd like to think that they may be nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, and they don't want, you know, they don't want to lose uh, l- lose the old the olden days. And they Hanging on to the Paco Rabanne. Yeah, that's it. But uh, but I, I, I really don't know. It's, it's fascinating. Another thing I noticed is, I don't know if people still use them, but my dad has lots of uh, workers shoes and in them he's got that thing you stuff in the shoe that widens it yes. yeah I don't know what used to have at Clark's that's right so I mean I've tried them and then I end up having very wide shoes hang on what's a worker's shoe uh, well it's like a black shoe with a lace um, well like a almost like a next school shoe but for workers yeah that's right and it complements the trousers uh, usually like kind of like a, an, a blue a blue trousers yeah a, bl- a baggy yeah. blue jean yeah, that's with, a, with a black shoe yeah, that's and right, he's got yeah. a, a shoe expander and yeah and then a slideable mirror doors with um Inside, he's got uh, from blue to beige a kind of nice selection mm. of of suits. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's yeah. good. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I was uh, I was taking a look at the news as I do when I'm researching the show, and a certain headline caught my eye regarding a famous sporting Sue, known to most as Sue Barker. Now, after 24 years of hosting Question of Sports, the BBC have decided out of the blue to give poor Sue Baxter the boot. Baxter. Baxter's been given the boot. Isn't it Barker? Barker? <laughs> Why am I saying Baxter? Yeah, sorry, they've given Barker the boot. So the BBC... <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. they've given Sue Barker oh, yeah, yeah. the boot. Yeah. Now, anything to do with sport typically wouldn't get my attention, uh, but the title of this article was mm. different. It read, Sue Barker sad to leave a question of sport. And I can categorically tell you that the phrase Sue Sad did not leave my head for over a week. And it made me think, if that made Sue Sad, then what would make Sue Glad? Sue Sad or Sue Glad, ha 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 ha. Sue Sad or Sue Glad, hello. Tell me if she's sad or glad, oh yeah, oh yeah. Sue Sad or Sue Glad, hello. Welcome to a brand new game on the show. This is Sue Sue Sad or Sue Glad. Adam Furman, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Mm. Each is a very real life scenario that would either make Sue Barker Sue Sad or Sue Glad. Mm. All you need to do is tell me which one and why. Okay. Okay? Let's go. Here we go. Yep. Get focused. I know it's been a while. Mm. Question one. If Sue was asked last minute to deliver a live motivational business breakfast briefing by the professional busybodying platform LinkedIn, would she be Sue Sad or Sue Glad? Sue Glad. I need background. Otherwise, the segment's going to be over way too quickly. That's a lot to take in there, but I'd say Sue Glad. I think Sue Glad because she would love to have any excuse to be back and doing what she does best. Mm, quite it, curious, yeah. yeah. It, it, presenting, generally, yeah. after after the tennis. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's where she's m- m- most suited. The answer 
She would be Sue Glad. Yes. Yes, Sue is a big fan of LinkedIn mm. and has described herself as a graphic design magpie, mm. being magnetically attracted to the bold blue and white colours used in the platform's <laughs> logo. Sue once took her love of graphic design to a whole nother level when in 2009 she recreated the Merlin Entertainment's group logo out of used crisp packets in her second dining room. Merlin. Is that the entertainment? The, the they own Alton Towers. Yeah. Question two. Sue has planned a family holiday to Centre Park's Longleat. Yeah. On arrival, she finds her standard family villa has been upgraded to an Executive Plus villa with plunge pool and centralised glass wood burner. Would she be Sue Sad or Sue Glad? That's that just called Chris's eye. <laughs> Would she be Sue Sad or Sue Glad? Sue Glad, 100%. Uh, do you remember the question? I do. I think... Uh, what would, was it? Uh, <laughs> Now you've put me off. Yeah. She's been upgraded. Uh, yeah. She's got a nice new suite. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a, uh, a, a, a sauna. Plunge pool. Plunge pool, yeah, yeah. And centralised glass and wood burner. And centralised glass wood burner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, a, very, that's a very glad... Uh, you Sue said Sue so Glad? Yeah. The answer, she would be Sue Sad. Oh. Despite Sue's mammoth BBC salary and six-bedroom house with games room, Sue prefers the simpler things in life and had intentionally booked a standard villa to get back to basics. Oh. Sue and her family are lifelong patrons of Centre Parks, despite Sue once being given E. coli poisoning by a bean burger at the Bowling Alley Caf. Hmm. Yeah, OK. Yeah, well, I didn't see that one coming. I would have thought you'd be very glad uh, oh. yeah, if you... Uh, well, there you go. Sue is challenging you. She is. Question three. <laughs> if Sue were to take delivery of her large bi-weekly Acada order and subsequently find her premium Ecova washing powder had been replaced by bold two-in-one, would she be Sue Sad or Sue Glad? Hmm. I'd say Sue Sad. Uh, Ecova is taking over uh, ah. at the moment. It's a very, yeah. it's a very nice, uh, a very nice detergent, and uh, and also very good for the environment. And I happen to know that Sue is one of those uh, eco-conscious uh, types. She's an eco warrior. Yeah, an eco Sue. Yes. Okay. Outwardly, she would be Sue Sad, oh, yes. but inside. She would be Sue Glad. Ah. Sue often feels pressure to conform to new hipster norms, and so finding her washing powder replaced with council estate staple Bold would make her day. Sue has an elderly housekeeper who takes care of all her washing, and due to their 20-year working relationship, communicates only through a series of nods and tongue clicks. Wow, that's impressive. That uh, was Sue Sad or Sue Glad. Tell me if she's sad or glad. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Sue Sad or very good quiz okay good surely um oh uh, sorry Ooh, that shouldn't have oh hang on hmm. just got a text hmm. that's from tuka solomon from dragon's den it says selling dell laptop with bluetooth mouse 150 quid keyboard slightly slightly varnished i think he means tarnished good working order missing power adapter collection hmm. only in caps from snappy snaps croydon Okay. Uh, I, yeah. Let's 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 bag that. I'm intrigued. Do you want that? Shall I text him back? Say, yeah. Get, give him a shout. Yeah. Okay. I'll just so, say um, you want that, do you? Is that Tukan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tuka. Hmm. Tuka Solomon, who's from Dragons Den. Yeah. He's a big big business mogul. Oh, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Will. Yeah. I'm a big take, fan of the Dragons Den. Take that. Okay. Good. Moving on. I'm going to get you back in the zone with a 30 second challenge, Adam Furman. Oh. You have 30 seconds to talk about 
Mums. Three, two, one, mums. Uh, perfume, uh, usually uh, poo in the toilet with a Febreze and then uh, laugh afterwards. Uh, they are always very ecstatic and uh, menopause and uh, love Christmas, hate Christmas at the same time. Always uh, arguing, uh, just um, hate dad, love dad, um, <laughs> and sister and brother, but at the same time really uh, love to cut can of canapes, um, fish and, and salmon on, on Christmas Day and also uh, lots of large glasses of white wine all the time. Bang. Wow. I felt like a lot came out there. That was almost like therapy, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Dad, hate Dad. Love, Mum. That was great. Love to Mum. Yeah. Okay. Maybe well, a slight insight into... Uh, to me yeah oh well yeah absolutely yeah. Um, the weather is starting to turn it is uh, nice to drawing in people are starting to get the sniffles feel a bit under the weather uh, and all of this can only mean one thing mm. it's time for play pretend doctors Holland and Barrett to pop on their big white coats and start trying to shift truckloads of tat to make us all feel better so let's check in and ask the question what tat is Holland and Barrett trying to shift now Hurry, it's the big Holland and Barrett mega sale and we've got loads of tat to get rid of, including beige raisin powder, herbal scented sticky tape, gluten-free curtain varnish, coronation chicken tablets, magician's music felt, CBD washed crumpets and jelly for kids who can't speak. Plus, loads more tat you never knew you needed. Holland and Barrett, think of something mental and we'll probably sell it. Well, there you go, yeah, loads like, of stuff. They're like the lush of the pharmaceuticals. Yeah, they are. Anything you can dream up, uh, they'll probably sell it. Mm. Okay, here we go. So every so often when I'm researching the show, mm. I come across an absolute gem. This time, I do believe I've struck gold. I have managed to get my hands on an old teacher training tape from the 1960s. This tape, okay, would have been used by, I think, private schools to assess teachers, train them how to deal with students in various scenarios. Wow. So my question to you, Adam Furman... Do you think you'd make a good 1960s teacher? Yes, because I was brought up in a school that pretty much followed the same rules. Okay, so that's interesting. Yes. You think you'd make a good teacher because you were in the position of a pupil. Yes. I think it's a very different ball game. So yeah. I'm going to give you some of these questions and let's give it a shot and see how you get on. Okay. okay? So I think each question is going to give you a scenario and then you're going to have to tell me how you deal with that as a teacher. Okay. After you've told me, we'll yeah. then play the correct method. Okay? okay. So uh, let, let's start it off. Here we go. This is Training for Teachers, Volume 3, Dealing with Boys. Training for Teachers is produced and recorded by Luxury Time Entertainment, a division of Kenneth Bermuda Media Limited. Kenneth Bermuda Media, where media is education. Before the test begins, at the tone, your instructor will stop the tape and answer any questions you may have. Right. Do you have any questions? Um, I, no, no more than Kenneth Bermuda. What a great name. Um, okay, so here we go. Question one. Listen carefully. Here we go. Okay. The test is about to begin. Adopt an alert stance and keep your lips pursed. Question one. Lunchtime. Whilst on playground duty, you are approached from the rear by three blonde year 10 boys. The boys have asked to use the school rowing boat during lunch. Three of the boys have swimming trunks from home. However, two boys intend to sail only in spare pants obtained from the lost property bin. What teacher action should be taken here? Okay. 
What mm. teacher action should be taken there? Been approached by the boys, they've yeah. asked to use the boat. Two of them have got lost property trucks, mm-hmm. yeah. and the other one has their normal trucks. Yeah. Correct. Uh, I would first, um, if the boys were wearing the trunks, pull them by the back of the trunk, uh, the ones that are wearing the uh, the ones from the lost property, yeah. and fold them back to see if there is a embroidered sewed name uh-huh. in the trunk. Yep. Uh, and then see and identify whose it is. If it's another male, I'll yeah. allow it. Yeah. If it's a female, they're coming off. Let's listen to let's listen to the answer. Begin by adopting a firm stance, facing the boys with your head slightly cocked. Then proceed to explanation, calmly telling the boys that boating on the lake is strictly forbidden without prior permission from PE teacher Paul Rhubarb. Additionally, you may wish to suggest an alternative form of lunchtime recreation, such as bush wandering, postic dash, or playground favourite. Peas pudding, please. Remember, if in any doubt, contact the headmaster and state the emergency code Boy Lake. You were wrong. You were wrong. Well, I mean, you know, horses for courses, to be honest. I don't think that guy knows what a... I think, personally, your your action was quite good. Yeah. The end of it worried me somewhat, but apart from that, um, yeah. yeah, quite good. Well, the we... other option I was... Oh, no, it doesn't matter. I'm not Question two? Yeah. Here we go. Question yeah. two. Listen carefully. Okay. Question two. Dilly dally. Whilst patrolling the music corridor during lesson time, you notice a Rotundia 7 boy. The boy is actively thumb-twiddling outside Piano Room 3. As you approach the boy, a thin film of strawberry canteen jam can be seen on his upper lip, indicating this boy may be in possession of smuggled tuck shop treats. What teacher action should be taken here? I would... (laughs) I'd tickle him. I would tickle him and see what other treats come tumbling out of his <laughs> top. You tickle all yeah. of your all of your actions are really physical. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes that's the. I mean, that is how it was done when I was at school. So I'm just kind of thinking like a teacher. But I, okay, you so, know the tuck drops. I mean, I'd imagine you'd probably get something like some strawberry laces falling out, uh, a gobstopper, yeah. and you remember the sherbet pack with the licorice stick. Yeah, yeah. You, okay. Yeah. So your main thing is you just approach the boy yeah. and tickle him, tickle him until the treats come tumbling out of his top. Let's hear the correct answer. Mm. Approaching the boy at pace, calmly place a single hand on his left shoulder and insist all pockets back and front are turned inside out. At this time, you may choose to hum or whistle at the boy in order to suggest haste. Be sure to double-check for chalk tips, tuck thruppets, and imitation licorice. Before releasing the boy, the upper lip should be cleaned of jam using a paper towel or corridor hanky. If in any doubt, contact the headmaster and state the code JAMBOYBLUFF. <laughs> okay, so good. Well, you're almost there, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think, to be honest, I'm being more realistic. Uh, but, you know, this is how they should do it. It's not how they do do it. Very true. Mm. Shall, we, um, shall we move on to question three? Please. Question three. French fancy. Midway through a morning French lesson, a year 10 boy has requested to change seats. You recall the boy had been fidgeting whilst learning the phrase, voulez-vous. The boy informs you that the phrase, voulez-vous, is making him feel ill at ease due to an encounter with a Frenchman on a family holiday. What teacher action should be taken here? Did you get all that? Hmm, okay. So, voulez-vous. Yeah, I know exactly what I'd do. Go on. I would make him write that word out on front and back. Call it lines, mm. if you will. That's what we mm. used to call it. Mm. I'd let him uh, ten sheets of lines. You make him do lines. Writing voulez-vous. Yeah, I think that would do it. Let's listen to the correct answer. 
Stories involving Frenchmen are commonplace in schools and are often used to manipulate teachers. The troublemaking boy should be instructed to recall the story of the Frenchman to the class in vivid detail. The chalkboard could be used here for diagrams and illustrations. At this stage, the boy will often remain silent. He may even weep, proving the story to be false and the seat move unjustified. If in any doubt, contact the headmaster and state the code CROISSANT. That one touched a nerve, you see, because mm. I actually had similar things in French. I had a, I still do, if you didn't notice. That's why I had the question replayed. I have a very short attention span. I see, and French and, uh, was a struggle for yeah, you. Yeah, and she got really annoyed with me every time I'd forget French words, so she'd make me write them out in lines. And if that didn't work, then she'd get me geography paper. And this is for no other reason but to make me... Dr- so I'm pausing there. Yeah. What's geography paper? Well, it's that, that paper that's got the really small squares on it. Uh, I'm not sure isn't why. that just like mathematical grid paper? I called it geography paper. I'm not sure why. You called it geography paper, right? Uh, and I used to colour every square in a different colour, and they'd do me ten, ten sheets of so that. So all the other kids are learning French. You're colouring in squares. Yeah, just to punish me. Yeah. Okay. Question four. Gone. Question four. Woodward. During a woodwork lesson, you are approached by a year eight boy with double width trouser and blazer tarnish. The white-trousered boy claims his wood saw has been deliberately blunted by an older boy. You note the older boy in question has beard growth and hands the size of dinner plates. What teacher action should be taken here? Okay, did you get that? Do you want me to go over some highlights? Yeah, no, I've got that one. I would say that you would question the big-handed boy Mm. and ask him if he'd been blunting the blade with his hands. Let's see what the correct answer is. Mm. In this case, the older boy's beard growth and hands of man should be duly noted. This boy is likely to be the son of a farmer, or worse, an ironmonger's nephew. If disciplined unjustly, he may use a deep voice to cause ruckus. To avoid ruckus, you inform both boys the saw was already blunt, and that both should continue with their work. If in any doubt, contact the headmaster and state the code, boy hands man. (laughs) You were, well, quite close. Where are these codes being stated to? I think there's a phone. Mm. You know, find the nearest teacher phone, yeah. pick it up, call the headmaster and state the code, croissant. Or... I'm picturing the teacher phone having one of those old BT pay cards that you'd have to yes. scratch. Put, put, yes, put, type put the in. code in, put yeah. it in. With the uh, big rendered black shield that sat over the top of it to deflect noise. That's right, and you remember the BT uh, emblem would be some weird logo of a man playing a... Oh, f- with a big long... Um, a almost like a... I thought he was blowing glass. Yeah, blowing glass, that's it, yeah. Okay, well... Yeah. Uh, That tone marks the end of the test. Your instructor will now tally your points and award you a final score. Training for Teachers, Volume 3, Dealing with Boys, licensed and distributed by Kenneth Bermuda Media. Kenneth Bermuda Media, where media meets education. Very good. Um, Well, your final score was 15 out of a possible 395. So you failed. But well done. I thought you got some of them... Probably not almost on the money. Dissimilar to some of the uh, teachers out there. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And just a lot of your stuff's very physical. Yeah. And a bit sexual. Yeah, well. um, Let's let's move on. Let's take a moment to talk about relaxing. It's good to relax. And now, more than ever, there's loads of different ways to do it. One of which is to go and have a gong bath. Have you heard of a gong bath? I have, yeah. So, um, from what I can tell, you go and lay in a dark room on a yoga mat yeah. with other people you don't you don't know, and you pay for a woman in a coloured, often intentionally tatty poncho yeah. to hit a series of gongs. Yeah. 
to make you calm down. That's why they used to do it at my work and she had to wheel the gong in. Uh, yeah. in. She had yeah. a bike and it was attached to it so it looked like a bit, bit of a penny farthing. Yeah, and she's, yeah. Now, I was reading up on this, another meditation bit, so I came across an article that said, mm. get ready, more and more people are finding it relaxing to watch or listen to other people's misfortune. Mm. Right? So this got me thinking about a business idea. And I developed an alternative to the gong bath, which I'm trademarking as the groan bath. Should we have a listen? I'm very intrigued. So just get yourself into that mode, yeah. try and relax, okay. and, and here we go. That was my groan bath. <laughs> that was my groan bath. That was very good, mate. Do you feel relaxed? I feel something. <laughs> okay. Shall we? Uh, should we do some listeners' questions? Just to let you know, I um I washed my fingers in that water because uh, I had jam on them. So you just drank. That's that. why you weren't drinking it. Yeah. That's why you weren't drinking it. That's why. <laughs> that's why. And I'm just drinking. <laughs> just to let you know, guys. Um, so Dan has now gone to back get his large. They can bottle see of on the cameras. Oh yeah. Well, not everyone can. Um, I don't know if you're if you're listening on audio. Only. You've got one of your Magnum Evian bottles there, sick. and you're just filling filling up a glass. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. That's awful. You're right. I'm fine. Yeah, that's really messed with him. Yeah, it has. I will hear about this later. You'll be in trouble. I do. Let's do some listeners' questions. Okay. And let's set the mood. With some background jazz. Mm. Just relax and get ready to take it all in. This is from Tony in Clapham. Tony is a care assistant and enjoys spending time with his wife and two young children. Tony says, Dear Dan and Adam, for most people, wearing a mask may feel like an uncomfortable chore, but for me, it's a blessing in disguise. For over 15 years, I've been yearning to openly lick my lips at strangers without any consent, reason or prior warning. Now, thanks to COVID, my dream has become a reality. Sitting on the tube with my mouth fully covered, I lock eyes with a stranger and begin. Starting with a slow swirling motion at first, I lick all around my lips and surrounding mouth. After the first swirl, I then proceed to what I've named the pokey, pushing my tongue in and out of my mouth as fast as I can whilst trying not to blink. Finally, I'll finish with two large upward flicks of the tongue as if I'm trying to clean the tip of my nose after eating an eclair or pastry horn from Sainsbury's local. The stranger opposite never has any idea, and the end result, you ask? I feel smug and rewarded, but I'm often left with a set of painful red raw lips similar to that of a traditional circus clown. Please help, brackets, mainly with the scabbing. Yeah, I mean... 
that's an unusual problem. Um, I mean, it's somewhat of a voyeur fetish, not a voyeur. Well, maybe because he doesn't doesn't need. To, he, he's not being seen. Uh, my suggestion well, he kind of is voyeuristic. Yeah, because he's he's doing it without them knowing, which he loves. Mm. But you know, uh, a go to for both myself and you actually mm. um, for the scab lips is Sudocrem. Yeah. So apply that generously to your mouth and although we know it blanches every part of your skin when you put it on it's a very deep cream that won't be removed Mm. Uh, the white lips won't be a problem because you'll have the mask on correct yeah so tony we recommend a healthy smothering of pseudocreme yes uh never double dip with that stuff Mm. and uh, hopefully that'll help you with your raw raw lips also ensure if you're applying it to bot as well as lip that you wash your hands before and go for a separate section of the cream or use a glove. Or use a glove. Well, very good. I think that's the end of listeners' questions. And um, we are coming to the end of this week's episode. Do subscribe and follow us on Spotify, iTunes and Acast. If you enjoyed the show, send it to someone you like as a cheap gift. If you didn't, then why not send it to someone you hate to waste their time? Thanks for listening. And as always, faux thanks to Adam Furman. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye as the town crier's therapist. Goodbye. Mm, Do join us again next week for a load more nonsense. Goodbye. Jam Boy Bluff.